Welcome to the CanMed Coffee Talk podcast, where we talk with the leading minds in cannabis science, medicine, cultivation, and safety testing. I am your host, Ben Amaralt. I'm the marketing manager at Medicinal Genomics and proud member of the team that puts on the CanMed conference every year. Head over to CanMedEvents.com now to learn all about our CanMed 2021 event, which will take place September 29th through October 1st at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California. Just last week, we added new presenters and panels to our schedule. We also rearranged the order of some of our presentations and panels so that each of our focus areas gets a dedicated time to shine on our main stage. While you're at CanMedEvents.com, don't forget to purchase your CanMed 2021 ticket. Although the early bird deadline has come and gone, you can still save by purchasing your tickets in advance. Plus, you can check something off your to-do list, and that's always a good thing. And if September can't come soon enough for you, we do have a few things that can hold you over in the meantime. First is our CanMed Archive, which is a searchable video library of all the past CanMed presentations and panels. You can find the CanMed Archive on CanMedEvents.com. Just click the banner on our homepage. We also have the CanMed Community Facebook group, where you can interact with other cannabis science enthusiasts who share relevant articles, papers, videos, photos, memes, podcasts, you know, all the stuff you love about Facebook. Go to Facebook and search CanMed Community to join the group or use the link in the show description. I also want to remind everyone that the healthcare provider study we are doing with the Cannabis Center of Excellence is still ongoing. If you are a healthcare provider, please take a few minutes to complete the survey to help us better understand medical cannabis knowledge, attitudes, and practices among healthcare providers in the U.S. and Canada. As an added incentive, one lucky participant will win a CanMed 2021 practicum and full conference ticket. The link to access that survey is in the show description. All right, on this episode, we welcome Big Mike Stramaitis, CEO of Advanced Nutrients. Since 1983, Big Mike has worked tirelessly to find new ways to bring cannabis to its true genetic potential, both legally and illegally. He's overseen the cultivation of over a million pot plants over the course of his career. In 1999, Big Mike founded Advanced Nutrients, the first fertilizer company with products specifically designed for cannabis plants. Today, Advanced Nutrients is the number one selling hydroponic nutrient company and the cannabis industry's most profitable company. Big Mike and Advanced Nutrients are longtime supporters of CanMed, dating back to our very first event in 2016 at Harvard Medical School. We're excited to have Advanced Nutrients as a CanMed 2021 partner, providing guidance and assistance on planning our cultivation focus area. Big Mike and I discuss how we got started in the black market cannabis industry and transitioned to the legitimate force in the legal industry, how nutrient requirements for cannabis are different from other flowering plants, the difference between primary and secondary nutrients and how they help improve cannabis yield, how nutrient requirements change according to growth media and environment, some common mistakes home growers like myself often make, 
and Big Mike drops a major announcement about a new Advanced Nutrients product line. Before we get to that conversation, I would like to thank this episode's sponsor, big surprise, Advanced Nutrients. Founded in 1999, Advanced Nutrients was the first to develop a complete nutrient system that unlocks the true genetic potential of the cannabis plant. Since its inception, the brand has introduced more than 50 innovations to the cultivation community and continues to revolutionize the space through proprietary scientific discoveries. Their most recent innovation, Advanced Hemp, is the first all-in-one fertilizer that is backed by 20 years of science and specifically formulated to assist growers who are looking to yield higher CBD counts. For more information, visit advancednutrients.com. Okay, and without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Big Mike Stramaitis. Good afternoon, Big Mike. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, Ben. Glad to be here. All right. So you are an expert on nutrients. So I have a lot of questions for you about how different nutrients help cannabis and hemp plants sure. reach their full potential. Yes. But first. I want to talk with you about how you got into the industry because you've yeah. been very open in the past in the fact that you were growing cannabis since before it was legal. So how did the, you how did you get started in cannabis? I, I call it the dark ages. I've been doing it for 38 years since I've been 23 years old. And uh, I had two salesmen working for me. I had a lawn care company where I had to mix these big tanks full of chemicals and you sprayed it on the grass and you made the grass green and kill all the dandelions and weeds and crabgrass and all that stuff. And they, they would go into these rooms and they would go, you know, we can make $100,000 in a room this size. Okay, great. Then be another room and they'd show me. And they go, well, we can make half a million, 300,000. I go, this sounds illegal. They go, it is. I go, well, what is it? And uh, they go, well, you're not ready. We, we, we don't want to tell you yet. So I said, okay, fine. And one day they invite me over to their house. And they go, come here for a second. I want to show you something. And they take me down to the basement. They open a door. And this is 1983, so there's, you know, there's not a lot of information about growing. There's no, the internet didn't even exist then. And they had a couple of uh, metal halide lights and some, some plants, some gangly looking plants underneath there. They go, this is it. This is, uh, we can make money growing uh, marijuana indoors. And, uh, you know, it's totally safe and gave me the spiel. They go, well, one thing is we, we don't know how to take cuttings. And you know, we read about how you can replicate a plant. We, we, we don't know how to do that. So I went to the library, looked up some stuff, found this thing called the floating broth method. And basically it's where you use a, a, a auxins in a, a liquid solution and you make a hole in a piece of styrofoam and you put the, 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 some of the cutting through there and it just kind of floats in the broth. And lo and behold, it, it grew roots. They thought I was a genius. So uh, we're, we're off to the races and running and, and started growing uh, cannabis indoors and eventually outdoors. And uh, the biggest challenge I found was I talked to a few other growers. I go, you know, the stuff that we buy from these companies, do you think it's really for cannabis? And they go, we don't know. And, and we often wondered that as well. I said, well, we should be making things specifically for cannabis. And, and they said, well, how do you do that? I said, well, I, I understand fertilizers. And so I just started playing around with different things and eventually made some formulations that really worked well before I was able to use science. Uh, and, uh, you know, people were just saying, well, this stuff works really, really well. And then when I went to Canada, uh, 
I was able to work with UBC University. They had an arm called BC Research at that time. And uh, BCIT, BCIT was able to have a license to take in cannabis. And UBC Research had the ability to, uh, to check for the different micronutrients that the plants were using. We took you know, multiple strains, uh, root samples, stalk samples, leaf samples, bud samples, you name it. I took it all. And, and looked at it and, and figured out quite a bit about the plant very, very quickly. And that was about 2003 when that happened, when I was able to start actually using science. And uh, I spent a lot of time in the UBC uh, University Research Library, just studying all the leading cutting edge uh, you know, plant articles that, that were out there and publications. And I found this group called the Plant Growth Regulation Society of America. Lo and behold, 150 to 200 of the top scientists, plant growth scientists, go there every year. Guys from like Texas A&M and Max Plant and Syngenta and Cargill and even Monsanto guys were there and started talking to all of them. Uh, went to all the lectures, the seminars for, for years and years and years. Learned a lot about what can uh, accelerate plant growth and uh, you know, give you a, a bigger plant with higher yield and, and, and more THC. Uh, those are the two things that we were interested in, in at the time because uh, the science of cannabis hadn't uh, evolved. And then eventually, I said, well, I want to take this a step further. So I started looking, where can I find a country or someplace so I can do this you know, at a bigger scale legally? Uh, at the time in Canada, they had just come across, you know, with the laws when, back when I was doing it and, and started researching in probably about 2000, 2001, it was, it was becoming federally legal and we're working with a, with a bunch of can cancer patients. And I said, well, wh where can we go to like a, an actual lab environment where we have better controls? And lo and behold, uh, a country of Bulgaria said they were willing to issue a license, had to go through six ministries to get it. And uh, we were able to, to uh, study it. Uh, you know, we, our walls were, concrete walls were two and a half feet thick. We had to put cameras in there. Uh, they let us have one kilo of material, whether it was flour or, or uh, an extract. We were allowed one kilo and the rest uh, we had to incinerate and they would watch us incinerate it. And I was happy with that. I just wanted the research. So that's kind of the backstory and how, you know, it all began. And it, now there's a plethora of products because of that research. Wow. No, that's quite the story. So I, I'm interested. It was interesting to hear that you actually sort of started with the nutrient side before you even got into cannabis. You said you were using. Yeah, I always have been in, in, in the grass business since I've been uh, 19. I had uh, it was called Turf Pro was the, was the company. I started when I was 19 years old. Excellent. And then you mentioned that the nutrients you were using before you sort of formulated something that was specific for cannabis. What was, what was that like? How far have nutrients come? It, it was that? like, it was like a company. I don't know if you should say that, but it was Peter's we were using. We used a bunch of different uh, companies and they treated it like it was a normal flowering plant with a lot of phosphorus. Well, we knew, I knew right away that this plant does not like phosphorus, does not use hardly any phosphorus. In fact, it uses probably about 75 to 80% less amounts of phosphorus than it does uh, nitrogen and potassium. And when I see fertilizers and any of the people listening to a grower, if you see a high phosphorus number, stay away from that fertilizer because heavy, metal tox uh, heavy metals are contained, a lot of them, in the phosphorus and also in humic acids. You have to be careful. And so, 
you know, I saw a lot of cancer patients were, were using the, 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 the cannabis. And I said, well, heavy metals has got to be a, is going to be a concern at some point. So we really went after the reducing the heavy metals right away. In fact, if you smoke a one gram joint of uh, cannabis uh, grown with advanced nutrients, it, uh, in regards to heavy metal toxicity, it's uh, no more than 50 drops of drinking water. Oh. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> pretty solid. So you yeah. mentioned phosphorus. So, I mean, let's, yes. so let's talk nutrients. Um, sure. So the primary nutrients are nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, correct? Right. Yeah. And then you get your, your micronutrients. Yeah. So how does the plant use these nutrients in, in, you know, throughout its life? Yeah, sure, sure. So cannabis actually uses more nitrogen and potassium during the flowering stage. Hmm. It also uses more, look at this right, manganese and iron during the, uh, during the flowering stage and less zinc during the veg stage. It actually uses more zinc during the flowering stage and uh, uses a smidge more mm, boron in, uh, in, in the, uh, the vegetative state as well. So there's, there is a shift in the plant and how it uses micronutrients and also how it uses uh, the macros and, and secondaries. And I always say that it, you, cannabis uses a lot of iron, actually. And I always sometimes liken it to a, the, uh, a secondary nutrient like uh, calcium or magnesium. But it, it's, it's not quite up there, but it does use a lot. And by the way, that's important if, you, if you're growing in cocoa. Oh, yeah? Why so? Because it will bind to cocoa. Just like calcium magnesium, well, so you have to you have to pump up uh, the calcium magnesium and the iron. So when you see these mixes that are, are CalMag, if they don't have iron in them, get one that has iron in it. Interesting. Yeah. So you mentioned that you know different mediums require different nutrients. So you mentioned cocoa. Mm -hmm. um, you know what about the others? Soil, peat moss, things like that. What are different considerations there? Yeah. Uh, soil, of course. You know the pH of soils can, can vary in a field and, and so can the, the nutrients and the, and the type of, 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 of you know, soil. Soils a, a bit gets more complicated. You got to look at your water source uh, as well as your soil source and, and then make a, a mathematical uh, you know, equation out of that. So uh, peat, peat's easy to use. We have uh, two new products coming out with Rogue Soil. Uh, by the way, big announcement. Uh, we'll talk about that later on uh, coming coming out. Uh, and none of them have a, a fertilizer charge to it. So it's 60% uh, peat, uh, peat moss and 40% perlite. And the other one's 60% uh, cocoa and 40% uh, perlite. One uh, called Cocoa Cowboy and Pistol Peat. <laughs> and, and Pistol's P-I-S-T-I-L. Oh, right. I like course, that. Yes. Yeah. I like that. So... I mean, you mentioned that soil has a lot of uh, things you need to consider, whether it's pH and things like that. So for a, for a home grower, a hobbyist grower, what do you kind of suggest in terms of using a... Uh, a well, yeah, look, if you're going to grow in... Here's the thing. Cannabis is an acid-loving plant. And what that means is you want to keep the rhizosphere in, in a negative pH or, or below 7. Uh, ideally, you want to keep it between point. 5.6 to 6.3, you, you want that pH. So the fertilizers that we provide, the growers, are high in cations. Now, why cations and not anions? Because you actually take the root system of the plant and you turn it into 
a pH lowering, actually it helps you lower the pH. The roots exude uh, a substance that drops the pH in the rhizosphere. And so we, our fertilizer actually helps the plant do what it likes. Rather than there's a lot of fertilizers out, out there that are high in anions and that produces an alkaline rhizosphere. You don't want that. You want to have a, uh, an acid rhizosphere. Right. So are you saying that your nutrients kind of help the plant? Oh, yeah. And it does help the plant. Helps the plant do what, what, it, what it likes the most. Absolutely. We, we use the plant to get better yields because we give it what it was looking for. Excellent. Excellent. And so I'm going to come back to this home advice for home growers because sure. I, I've tried it myself with varying degrees of success, but mm. I know that um, Advanced Nutrients has put together a lot of resources to help novice home mm. growers. Um, so I wonder yeah. if you could speak a bit to that and then sure. maybe talk about some of the most common mistakes that home sure. growers make. Oh, yeah, there, there's a bunch. <laughs> uh, okay. So we have a, a grower support. One of the things with our product, you can call up and you can actually talk about cannabis. So we're going to talk to you. In fact, we, we've always talked about cannabis. So we have a, a great grower support. It's, it's open 24 hours a day now. And uh, probably the easiest substance to grow in is, uh, is peat moss and perlite. That's uh, for the, the most forgiving, I, I would say. It has some good pH buffering in there. Not as much as good, you know, the soil has, but it, it has adequate pH buffering. And we also, when we build our, our products, we use a lot of chelates. We use EDTA, EDDHA, DPTA, and glycinates. Why? Because it has, we, have a, we save growers from themselves because if they screw up on the pH, I don't, I don't want to see them lose a crop. So theoretically, our absorption of our micronutrients, which are really critical, is from a pH of 1 to 10. Well, we know that the plant's going to start dying off at pH 2.5 and 9.5 on, on the other end of the spectrum. So we uh, design it to, even if you go out of the pH, the sweet spot of 5.6 to 6.3, you're still going to pull off a crop and be successful. So we try to save the growers from the mistakes that they make. Biggest mistakes the growers make, number one, genetics. That's, that's most important. Environment is number two. And they make a lot of mistakes in the growing environment. The, the best temperature that you can have would be 76 degrees at 40% humidity. Across the board, some strains obviously are different, but for the most part, that'll give you what you're looking for. Also, you want to watch uh, vapor, you know, BPD, uh, vapor pressure deficit. Uh, and there's a cheap down and dirty way of doing it. Just make sure your nighttime temperatures are about 10 degrees lower than your daytime temperature. Interesting. Yeah. I'm writing yeah, questions now that kind of, you know, tell you when the stomatos are open and when they're closed. All right. I'm writing all this down for the next time I, I try to do my indoor grow. <laughs> um, and what about, you know, over, what about overfeeding? I mean, you're in the nutrient business, but do you, do you ever find that home growers are, are just using way too much product? Yeah, yeah, you can. And, and you can tell when the, when the plant is a really super rich, 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 dark green, almost iridescent kind of dark green and that's like that's at the maximum place you want it and then of course you're going to see you know a little bit of the tip burning and when you see the tip burning you know back off of uh, the the nutrients and a good rule of thumb is about a thousand to fourteen hundred parts per million in the flowering stage some you know there's just a lot of myths uh, out there one of the myths that are 
you want to match your CO2 levels to the PPM that you're feeding. This is uh, absolutely just nonsense. Uh, a 1,500 parts per million is the most the plant can absorb. We've tried 2,000, 3,000. By the way, a little trick, if you want to kill off all the bugs and insects, 10,000 parts per million of uh, CO2 will do it. NASA, that's one of the tricks NASA does to, for bug control. Really? Yeah. Um, and we did touch on it. So um, growing in soil, what about growing indoor versus growing outdoor? Are there different considerations there in terms of nutrients too? Well, growing mediums, uh, the, the, you know, the plants, the plant, you, you, there is, uh, if you're in soil, it's going to be, you, you know, it's going to be a different amount of fertilizer that you're going to put on versus what you're going to put on, depending on the strain when you're growing indoors. I can tell you the future of genetics, you will be able to grow outdoor plants that will look like indoor plants. The reason indoor plants actually look the way they do is because they're not getting exactly what they're looking, what, what they really want. Yeah. And I think another big thing with outdoor, and, and you tell me if I'm on the right track here, will be um, autoflower or... Oh, huge. Like Ruderalis. Absolutely. Yeah, we've mapped out the, you know, some Ruderalis plants. We know where the mechanism is. Uh, in the future genetics, you're, you're, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of autoflower. In fact, you're starting to see more and more autoflower. But what, because we understand where the mechanism is, you can take that mechanism and you can stick it into any strain that you want and it'll become an autoflower. And that's yeah. going to be a, a big deal in the future. Uh, you can get multiple harvests in, in, in a single growing season. Absolutely. So let's go back to research because that, sure. was, that was a big part of um, yeah. you know, what, what made Advanced Nutrients what it is mm -hmm. today. I was wondering if you could speak a bit more to um, sort of the advancements that you've made at Advanced okay, Nutrients. So a lot of things that we found out because I was a member of the Plant Growth Regulation Society of America, there's a lot of so-called tricks that you can do uh, with, with hormones uh, to really get a bigger, you know, fatter, robust plant. If you can think of uh, taking, uh, if you think of the Incredible Hulk, right? You can, uh, uh, not, the, not the Hulk that uh, was as big as the skyscraper, but you know, the one with uh, Bill Bixby, I think it was, uh, you know, the, uh, it was Lou Ferrigno and, and, and really get uh, thicker stalks and, and, and put on more weight. Now we did a lot of that research and a lot of that, you know, would have to be put through the EPA. So right now we have products for hemp that we're putting through the EPA that uh, are, are, have hormones in it. And there's a multitude of things that we understand about that plant when it comes to hormones and uh, optimizing different characteristics that you'll be seeing over the next few years uh, coming, us coming out with. First for hemp, because it's federally legal, you're not gonna be able to uh, get an EPA registration on, on uh, let's say the THC side yet. Uh, that's coming three, four years away, and uh, we're ready for it. Excellent. And I know you've already launched um, Advanced Hemp, a line that's, yes. that's targeted yep. at hemp. Um, and I believe the product you have out now is, you know, is to help with CBD production. So I wondered yeah. if you could explain a bit how, how that does that. Well, that's that it, it's everything. There's not just like one particular thing. It's the way that we build a product. I'll say our product is the best built fertilizer product in the marketplace because of the extents that we go to to bring in the raw materials that are ultra pure. Uh, you know, I'm just going to talk about it. I'll make, I'm going to make a, an exclusive for you right here. 
All right. And, and, and that is uh, Haifa Chemicals has been one of our, our secrets for 18 uh, years. We've been having a relationship. We now have taken a step further and uh, we have a very we're in a strategic partnership with Haifa Chemicals, with Rogue Soil. We have a partnership uh, for soil. And uh, we also just acquired Tesoro Seeds uh, out of the hemp industry. Uh, they were one of the, the bigger players along with HGH. And uh, they have some very cool tech. Uh, we'll be coming out with a plant with zero THC and uh, a high amount of uh, CBD. And that will have that in our hands. It's a gene edited plant. Uh, we'll have it, uh, supposed to have it in our hands this November. So I'm excited about that. And there's some other things coming uh, down the pike as well. Uh, you know, very low THC to no THC, producing high amounts of THCV as well, we're working on. As, as, as we're speaking. So I'm excited about, about that as well. Well, that's, that is exciting. So you're getting into the seed game. We, we definitely are. You know, like for, and the future for advanced nutrients is matching strains with specific protocols for fertilizer and producing an SOP and going to whoever it is that, that wants and say, here's, this, here's the strain. How do you want your genetics? Do you want tissue cultures? Do you want you know, clones? Do you want seeds? Do you want feminized seeds? What do you want? Here's the genetics. Here's how you, here's how you take care of that plant. Whether it's indoors or it's light deprivation or whether it's in soil, here's what you have to do. Excellent. And so, and I think you said that you're partnering with a, a soil company as well. So you'll be able to- Rogue Soil, absolutely. Provide the medium as well. That's it. So now we're vertically integrated at the front of the value chain. And that's what my goal was, and uh, we now have achieved that. And there will be some more announcements coming out in the future with some other companies that we're working with uh, out of the, the ag space when it comes to genetics. We have some exclusive uh, arrangements coming soon, and we're excited about those as well. And, that, and then with those uh, acquisitions, it just rounds out our portfolio very nicely at the front of the value chain. Excellent. And if, as I understand it, so you're focusing on hemp now, probably for obvious. 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 <laughs> to me, it's cannabis. It's like, like so like we, we have tricks of the trade. You can say that we will be putting through the EPA uh, if you want to do fiber production, right? One of the, one of the things that I'm excited about that we are look, now looking into is uh, hemp for protein production. Uh, never looked at that before, and uh, something that we're really looking at because we realize that uh, it is a very, very good uh, a protein source, and uh, you know, better than wheat, and uh, you know, doesn't have the gluten problem that uh, wheat has. Yeah, no, it's yeah. interesting you say fiber because I, I bring it up a lot on on the podcast because I feel like you know, so much of the the hemp in industry is so focused on CBD right now, but they are and CBG too as well. Yeah, yeah, but the potential for fiber, I think, is just it's huge. So it's much huge. bigger, and no one's it really is. tapped into that yet. Yeah, yeah, we're we're looking. At, we have a product we're going to be putting through the EPA that uh, will will make. I mean, cannabis is a fast growing plant already, but it's it's going to grow like Jack in the Beanstalk, and and we'll really get that plant taller, better, and uh, and much uh, quicker rate. Excellent. So, um, I mean, we talked about how you're focusing on hemp probably because of the legality. So it's I wanted, legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I wanted to kind of maybe come back to the whole legality part sure you know yeah. when you got started obviously cannabis very much in the black market and now yeah. we're sort of in the gray market with you know mm -hmm. now there's legislation being proposed to make it federally legal um 
what's that been like seeing it happen like that? I'm, I'm happy for it. I mean, it's, I can remember my brother and I, 17 years ago, we're, we're trimming weed in the basement. I looked at him, I go, one day, <laughs> this is going to be legal. He goes, you think so? I go, yeah. And about probably about 20, 20 years or so, it's, it's going to be legal. Well, that was 17 years ago. And I remember he reminded me of that conversation. And uh, my brother's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, we just keep trimming, right? And uh, sure enough, I just, I, could just, I just knew it was only a matter of time that it was going to be legal, especially when I saw Prop 215 coming through, coming through California and it becoming federally, medical marijuana was federally legal in Canada. I said, the, the, the door has been kicked open and it's just timing now. And uh, people used to always ask you, when do you think it's gonna get federally legal in the US? My answer was when we got 30 to 35 states, we're there now. And uh, you know, it's, it's, fortunately Joe Biden, you know, he first said that, uh, you know, he was against it. And they go, Joe, you can't say it. You're not going to get both. So he goes, okay, I'm for cannabis. And now he's backpedaling and saying that he's he's not for cannabis. My guess is he's going to use it for probably the 2024 election. And you'll probably see it federally legalized in 2025. Now, look, there's bills being pushed through all the time from different, from the Democrats, Republicans. And basically, they're fighting over who's going to be the first to and to, can claim that they've legalized it federally. And that's what's going on right now. And I wish I would just stop and, and just, you know, let's just get down to business. And we know it's going to be federally legal at some point, especially because of the economy. I mean, right now, they're printing trillions of dollars. It's inflationary, as, as we're seeing. And we're, we're going to go into a, a probably, a, well, we're going to go into a huge economic downturn. Up to the likes that we'll probably none of, none of us have seen, and they're going to need the tax revenue. They've already proposed a 5%, uh, you know, federal tax on cannabis. I wish they would just go ahead and do that, and let's just get on with it. Yeah, no, I, I would I agree with you there. And um, I would imagine you guys are well positioned for, for that day when that happens. We are indeed. We are indeed. <laughs> I mean, I put in some things through hemp that can be used, you know, can be, will be immediately be able to be switched over to the, uh, to the, uh, the THC side because cannabis is cannabis and, uh, you know, that's the way I look at it. Absolutely. So I want to talk about CanMed because. Oh man, that's the one of the most, the single most probably important for, for, for my, from, from, from my aspect, from the way I see it, the single most important conference that cannabis has globally. I mean, MJ business is great. You get to see all the stuff that you can use and the trimmers, but I've always been science driven. Advanced nutrients has always been science driven. Uh, the genetics is science driven. Uh, science is, is, is everything when it comes to growing any kind of a plant. And uh, the fact that uh, this is, you know, just all about cannabis. It's amazing. I was there for the first time you guys had it in, in Harvard but it was a big supporter then as I am now. And uh, if you're in the cannabis space, as important as MJ Biz is to you, you should be going to CanMed. No, and we, we very much appreciate the support and we're thrilled to have you and, and Advanced Nutrients as a partner level sponsor um, in helping us build out the cultivation focus area. I think it's yes. gonna be, um, it's going to be a, a real standout at this year's events. We're really excited about that. It is. In fact, that we, you're, you're really putting an emphasis on, on cultivation this year. That's going to get a lot of the growers in there, the master growers, uh, people in general. Even if you're a home grower, you should come there. We're going to have some uh, some displays up there that explain things and help things. To uh, doesn't matter what level you're at, whether you're the home hobbyist or you're the master grower for some, you know, MSO, you will learn something new. Absolutely. 
So winding down here, I did also want to ask you about your um, your humanitarian efforts uh, through Humanity sure. Heroes. Um, I yeah, yeah. Give a bit to that because it's great well, work you're doing. Look, I, I we believe at Advanced Nutrients, if a company is successful, they should give back directly to the community in which they give their their money and society as a whole. So we do both. Uh, recently, we're the island of St. Vincent was highly impacted by, by this volcano that erupted and killed all the outdoor cannabis plants. So we went, we donated $100,000 worth of nutrients to the growers of, of St. Vincent. We also brought down our support people so they could uh, learn different techniques and, and grow better better crops uh, as well. Uh, when the wildfires were, were raging last year, we gave away $250,000 of advanced nutrients and $250,000 in cash. The year before we gave, uh, 2017 it was 100,000 in, in cash to, to, to growers to help them out. That's how we, we you know, help direct, go give back directly to our community. And then also we go and we're very active on Skid Row down, in Los, uh, down here in Los Angeles. And we give out backpacks that are full of necessities that make life easier for the people on, on Skid Row, we even give out bags of dog food for the dogs that are down there. And uh, we've been down there multiple times, uh, handing out the, the backpacks during COVID. We actually had hygiene packs that we handed out uh, down there. We're, we're, you know, during the, the worst of the pandemic, you know, our, our team members were down there helping out. So uh, Humanity Heroes is, a, is a, you know, something that's very close to me and uh, I wish more companies would, uh, would, would you know start their own charity or, or give to charities it's it's important no it is important like i said it's it's great work and it really speaks to uh speaks to you and it speaks to the company that you're you're giving back like that definitely aligns with uh with our values here at CanMed and medicinal journalists as well yeah, sure so i guess winding down here i want to give you the opportunity to uh to plug any social media websites or anything that people can keep up with you and what you guys are doing sure i mean you can go to instagram and you can go you can type in advanced nutrients and 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 find out more about advanced nutrients that way go to advancednutrients.com or just if you want to go to you know planet big mike we call it you just go to instagram and type in big mike and that will open up the whole world of uh, everything that we're into not just fertilizer Absolutely. That's great. All right, Big Mike, thank you again so much for the time. And I look forward to seeing you out in Pasadena for CanMed. I think it's going to be a great event. Well, uh, looking forward to, to uh, meeting you, uh, Ben. Absolutely. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Big Mike. Check out the links in the show description to learn more about the topics we discussed. And thanks again to our sponsor, Advanced Nutrients. Our next episode drops August 4th. That's two weeks from today. In the meantime, go to CanMedEvents.com to check out our CanMed archive. Go to Facebook and join our CanMed community group. Like our CanMed page. Follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're listening on a podcast app, please do rate and subscribe. We always appreciate the support. All right. Until next time, please stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on the next CanMed Coffee Talk.